Well, hello, and welcome to the Word of Life Ministry Podcast. Our church is located at 1600 Conley Road in Conley, Georgia. Today's message is from our Wednesday night Bible study. We hope that this message blesses you as much as it did our congregation. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy the Word of God. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. It's a blessing to be here. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go back into the house of the Lord. It's a blessing to to just be alive on today. We thank God for what he's doing in this season. I thank God for all of you. I thank God for Word of Life Ministry. I give honor to God, his son Jesus, our Lord and Savior, and the Holy Spirit, which is our guide. I give honor to our pastors, Elder Dr. Shelley D. Boone II and Elder Dr. Jacqueline M. Boone. It's an honor to, to stand here and, and to bring the word of God, to give, be given the opportunity to minister the word of God. I ask God to continue to watch over them. I give honor to all the, all the ministers and ministerial staff and everyone in their prospective places. I thank God that you're all here. I thank God for all the family, friends, and loved ones, all the visitors. I thank God for everyone. So, um, and I'm just really overjoyed. I have joy in my spirit today because um, I have a new grandbaby that was born about two hours ago. So I thank God for this. She's a, it was a girl. Um, Courtney delivered a girl that was that is very strong and healthy, and I thank God for that. Not to mention beautiful. So I thank God for that. So rejoice with me, everyone. Thank you so much, um, Elder Hopkins, for that wonderful for that wonderful introduction. Because I would I would do ask that you would pray for me. The enemy is busy, but God is busier. I know who I am in God. I know who I am. I am who he says I am. So it's a pleasure to come before you tonight. So my um, my scripture, I'm going to use the monthly scripture. I'm going to start at 2 Timothy um, 4, but I'm going to start at verse 1. So if you'll go with me, 2 Timothy 4 and 1. And the word of God reads, I charge thee, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the, judge the quick and the dead and his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word, be instant, in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we come boldly before your throne of grace on tonight. Father God, I ask that you would um, just speak through my mind, Father God. Oh, hallelujah. Speak through my mouth and think through my mind, Father. Anoint my lips of clay right now in the name of Jesus. Father God, I ask that you would forgive us for our sins and our shortcomings on tonight. Oh, Father God, I ask that you would um, touch the people on tonight, Father God. Open up their ears to hear your word, Father God. Open up their hearts to receive it on tonight, Father God. Oh, hallelujah. Open up their spiritual eyes that they may see the glory, Father God. Oh, hallelujah, Lord, we give you praise, Lord. We ask that you would just come on in, Father God, and continue to dwell in this place of worship, Father God. Pour your spirit out on us, Father God. Do it for us right now, Father God. 
Oh, hallelujah, Lord. We give you praise on tonight, and we just thank you, Father God, for what you're doing. Father God, I ask that you would decrease me, Father God, that you would increase in me. Fill me up, Father God. Fill me up from the crown of my head, oh, Father God, to the soles of my feet. Oh, Father God, continue to just fill me with your word. Continue to let your Holy Spirit work in me and through me, Father God. Touch the people on tonight with blessings, Father God. All these things I ask, oh, hallelujah, in your son Jesus' name. And I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart will be acceptable in thy sight. Oh, Lord, my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. The outcome of your life is ultimately influenced by what begins in your mind, by what you believe. A single thought can have a viral effect and take over the aspects of your life ultimately transforming who you are, for better or for worse. Real transformation happens after your old pattern of thinking and speaking is completely intercepted and replaced with the truth of God's word. You must identify with God, God's word in order for it to change who you are. Therefore, I come to you this evening with the charge of preaching. I come to you from the subject, preaching the truth. Preaching the true word in such a time as this. Again, preaching the true word, preaching the true word in such a time as this. The above scripture is um, a letter that Paul was writing. Paul was not only an apostle, he was a prophet. He foresaw the day and time in which we now live. And if we're seeing in this day and time, his final words of warning to his son Timothy was do not stop preaching. In Scripture, Paul said, I charge thee. Paul is calling Timothy to task. He's laying down a strong commandment. He is getting ready to die, and he wants his son in the gospel to have a stern message. He wants this message to go into his heart, to resonate into his soul. I charge thee, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, you shall judge the quick and the dead, at his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word. Paul was telling Timothy that there would, there would be a time when people would get tired of hearing preaching. They, they're not going to want to hear it because of the, the things that are going on in the world, but we must be ready even when the people are not. We must preach the truth and the true word of God when they want to hear it and even when they do not want to hear it. We are to preach the word in season and out of season. Paul was telling him to be ready, be instant, be quick, be prepared when the time is right and even when the time is not right. And sometimes in the process of preaching, we're going to have to do some reproving. Occasionally, we're going to have to, have, we're going to, have to disapprove of customs of the people. Sometimes we're going to have to correct those who make mistakes and condemn their habits or behavior. We're going to have to rebuke. We're going to have to go and, and sharply and speak to them. We're going to have to sharply criticize what's going on and warn those who sin, and we must exhort and encourage those who are growing toward spiritual maturity with an inexhaustible patience and faithful teaching. We have to be patient with the people. We also have to be faithful in our, in our preaching and teaching. We have to be faithful to God. We have to be faithful to the ministry. We have to be faithful to the people. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. 
They will desire the worldly pleasures and they will lust after worldly things. They're not going to want to. They're not going to turn their ears away from the truth. They're going to turn their ears away from the truth and they'll seek out messages that condone the lifestyle of, the, of their worldly desires. They're 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 going to want to be in the world. They're going to be in the world. They're, they'll go to church and say, "Well, uh, I, I went to church today," but but they don't want to hear the sound doctrine. They're just going to church and say that they went to church. They're not going to go to church where the truth is being told. They're going to go somewhere and, and seek the false prophets. Scripture is, a, is God's method of teaching us sound doctrine and, a, and supplying basically biblical truth. And Paul warns, warns us to pay extra special attention to sound doctrine and not chase after modern-day teachers. He reminds us of the transcendent power of the gospel, capable of bringing hope, the hope of salvation to anyone anywhere. Know that the gospel is not limited. However, the forces of darkness will attempt to come against you. They attempt to block you, ban you, banish you, but it is the seed of growing, of growing in any environment because of the almighty God who is over all the earth. So nothing can stop it. Nothing can stop it. The forces of darkness cannot stop the Almighty God. In God, we have victory. In Jesus Christ, we have victory. Paul cautioned us that if anyone advocates a different doctrine that does not agree with the sound words of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and with the doctrine of godliness, which is laid out for us in the word of God, it must be rejected. The word says you shall not add to the add to the word or take away from it. You're not supposed to twist the truth of the written word of God. Revelation says if you do this, I'm going to add plagues that are written. The plagues that are written will come upon you. God is warning you not to alter the true word of his true word. Do not even bother dotting the I's and crossing the T's. Scripture says such a man is conceited and understands nothing. We have, to, we have a mandate to preach the gospel, the true gospel, as long as God will allow us. We must get the truth of the gospel to as many people as, as we can, as possible. We must quickly do this by the power of the Holy Spirit to the glory of God. We're living epistles. Therefore, we must tell them of the good news of salvation. We bear a message capable of touching, transforming the entire world. If indeed you continue in faith, grounded and steadfast, and are not moved by what's going on around you, not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you heard, which was preached to every creature under heaven, then you have the true confidence of God's word. You can stand on that word. Regardless of what's going on around you, regardless of the chaos, you can stand on the word of God because you've heard the true word of God. You know that it will, you, it will not be moved. The word of God does not change. His word shall not return to him void, but it will accomplish that which he pleased. Unfortunately for us today, we're living in a world of prideful men and women that could care less about God or the truth of his word. They are attempting to replace the sovereign God with a prideful, selfish spirit, resulting in the explosion of satanic doctrines, new age witchcraft, and false teachings. All of these things are resulting in perilous time, the perilous times in which you, we are currently living in. Senseless, senseless shootings and murders, 
gang violence, gun violence, muggings and deadly assaults, carjackings, drug trafficking, sex trafficking, suicide. And on top of all of that, we have COVID-19. The world, the devil is just going rapid in the world, and people aren't sure what to do. They aren't sure what to do and how to do it. They pray tonight, and they want results in the morning. If they don't get results in the morning for that new home, that new car, or for God to heal the land, or God to heal heal my body, heal my husband, heal my mother, then they want to give up on God. They don't want to be obedient anymore. And I'll tell you, in the process of experience, God, obedience, is the moment of truth. You have to be obedient. Obedience will reveal what you believe about God. It will determine what you experience, his mighty works in you, determine whether you will come to know him. You have to come to know him intimately. You have to get to know God. Regardless of what's going on and how you're feeling, you cannot lose your faith. You cannot lose hope. You have to hold on to your hope. Jesus Christ is the only one that can set you free. You have to have an intimate relationship with him. He can set you free forever. To be totally free in Christ, it requires you to die to yourself daily and to put on the nature of Christ. You must live according to the message of the cross. Jesus set you free from every bondage. He can set you free from every hindrance, break every chain, every yoke, and Anything that tries to come against you, anything that has you bound, all you have to do is turn it over to Jesus. Look to him. You can't do it in your own strength. You need Jesus. Only he can heal your broken heart. Only he can heal that hurting heart. He just cast every care and concern to him. Only he can make you whole. Search and seek after him, and you will be filled. Ask him to fill you up. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled, according to Matthew. We must put our faith in God and in the power of the Holy Ghost and in the power of his might, not our might, because we can't do it. Know that Jesus is Lord. He wants to make himself to know us. He, want, he is waiting on us. He wants us to yield to his way and just, and just let him have his way and just, let, just open up your arms and say, Lord, I surrender to you. I submit to your will and your way on today. There is no other substitute for salvation. Jesus is the way. He's the truth and the life. His presence is the fullness of joy. He never slumbers nor sleeps. He is never in a hurry, but he is always on time. He's an on-time God. I don't care um, how long you think it is. It's in his timing. You want to be in his timing. You want to be in step with his word and in his time. He knows when it's the right time. He knows that it's never too early. It's never too late. It's always right on time. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. See, Jesus existed before the world even began. The word was made flesh and dwelt among us. So he was God in the flesh, and he walked among us. He lowered himself to be a servant when he didn't have to be. He, he, he went around preaching the gospel, healing, teaching, and preaching, and even he died on the cross for us. He died on the cross, and he bore our transgressions. He took every sin away from us that we didn't have to worry about it. But on that third day, <laughs> on that third day, he rose on that, and he lived. And I'm here to tell you that he lives today. 
And those days that, that he was still down, he went to the, to the kingdom of darkness, and he retrieved the keys to the kingdom. So he has the keys to both heaven and hell. So we can use our keys knowing in full confidence that, that Jesus is with us. Jesus lives. If we would just get to know him better, we would discover the riches that he has for us, the blessings that he has for us. And what are these blessings? All you have to do is read your word. They are in his word. Listen to the word. Jesus said in the, the, in the volume of the book, it is written of me. In Psalms 19, we found a description of the great value of God's word in our lives. First, we find that God's word is perfect. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. Second, we see that the word of God will revive you. It will restore you and transform you. Third, we discover that the word of God gives incredible wisdom. The testimony of the Lord is sure. Make it wise and simple. Fourth, we learn that the word of God is right. The statutes of the Lord are right. Rejoice in the heart. This means that the true word of God, the Bible has given us, the right path to follow. It is our blueprint for life. All we have to do is read it. Regardless of what you're going through, there is a scripture to relate to whatever you're going through. All you have to do is, is search. If you, if you need healing, there are healing scriptures. If you need finances, there are financial scriptures. If you're having trouble in your marriage, there are scriptures on that. Whatever it is, I don't care whatever it is, there are scriptures. We must read the Bible verse by verse, chapter by chapter, line by line, and precept by precept. Now, fifth, we realize that keeping the word of God makes us happy. If we live what the Bible teaches us, you will, we, will be happy, we will live a happy life. Not with some, We'll still have some troubles and trials and tribulations. Sometimes we'll stumble, we'll fall, and we'll fall a little short sometimes, but we know that God grace is sufficient for us. His power is made perfect in our weakness. All we have to do is say, Lord, help me, bless me, give me strength. He said, let the weak say I am strong. And you have to profess the word of God. You have to let, you have to cry out to God and let him know that you're there. Lord, here's my heart. Make my heart your home. Write your words on the tablets of my heart. Here I am, Lord. I'm, I'm weak, but I know that the joy of the Lord is my strength. Strengthen me up, O oh God. We must realize that Jesus is our power source. He's our strength. And apart from him, we can do nothing. We cannot be effective, with, effective witnesses for him without the power of the Holy Spirit. We are called to intercede on Christ's behalf to the people in this world, the way he intercedes on our behalf before the Father. The purpose of Jesus' spirit um, spirit anointed ministry is to preach the gospel to the poor, the destitute, the afflicted, the humble, those who are crushed in spirit, the brokenhearted, and those who tremble at his word, to heal those who are bruised and oppressed, to open the spiritual eyes of those blinded by the world and Satan in order that they might see the truth of God's good news, to proclaim the time of true freedom and salvation from sin, fear, and guilt. We are called to share Jesus' ministry in these ways. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God. It is the glory of God. It is the word of God. 
oh, hallelujah, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel. And this I know because I know who I am in Christ. So we must set aside time to commune with God. We must consecrate ourselves back to him by regularly praying and fasting and getting in our word, meditating on the word of God. We have to ask God to to meet us where we are and pull us back to him. Oh, hallelujah, we have to ask him to fill us up with the Holy Spirit. God chose us to shine light in the dark places. He has called us. He equipped us. He has anointed us, and he will work in and through us. He'll work around us. He believes that we can represent him well as you as we surrender to him, to the leading of the Holy Spirit to accomplish the good work. The good work. He has prepared in advance for us a walk. And and tell that we can tell everyone about our amazing Savior. He's applied this, and He's already laid laid the foundation before. It's already been done. People say, "Well, some things God have to do." <laughs> Jesus has already done it. It's already done. All the healing is already done. The, the, the salvation, everything that we need is already done. Jesus has already paid the price for it. All we have to do is to believe. We have to trust God, regardless of what's going on around us. During the pandemic or whatever, we have to trust God. The only thing the pandemic did, and and I can tell you that it's bad because I had COVID, let me tell you, and there's no walking the sand. My entire household, except Deacon Chris, he's the only one that did not have COVID. Everyone had it. I went in the hospital with heart failure. I have they told me I have congested heart failure, but it does not have me, so I don't even claim it. And I've been told that, I was told that years ago, that heart heals I stopped taking years ago because I trusted God to heal my heart. And and my and I have high blood pressure, so I have a lot of things going on. I was bitten by a spider, so I had some things going on. I had a fever going on. I had all these things going on. And at the last day, the final hour, they said, you have COVID. I said, I got what? Not only that, I had pneumonia. So let me tell you something. So I know that I'm not downplaying COVID. I'm just telling you that it. it you don't have to be afraid. You don't have to worry. I cried out and called out to God even when I couldn't speak, even when I couldn't do anything. I cried out to him for healing. I believed that he would heal my body as bad as I felt. Those that have any kind of um, heart problems or, or ever had a heart attack or anything like that, you know how bad you can feel. You know what a fever feels like. I don't know if you've ever been bitten by an insect or a mosquito, but, but triple times that. That's how a spider bite feels. And then you have to go to the hospital for them to drain it, and I had to do that. But, see, the devil was attacking my body because he didn't want me to, to, to believe God. He didn't want me to be obedient. He wanted me to turn my back on our Lord and Savior, and I wasn't about to do that. See, I called the adversary out, and I called him a liar. And regardless of whatever I was going through, I knew that God was going to bring me out. I knew that he was going to deliver me. He was going to deliver me from heart, from congested heart failure, from, from the spider bite, from the fevers, from anything that was going on. God was going to deliver me from the COVID, everything. I don't care what it is. If he healed my body from cancer for three, three times, I know that COVID and heart failure and all of that was a walk in the park. But I kept my faith and my trust in God. 
I, because I continued to read my word when I was strong enough to even pick up the Bible. When I wasn't, I picked up my phone. When I wasn't strong enough to do that, I cried out and I called out and I turned the TV on and I listened to gospel. I listened to everything. I ministered to myself. Deacon Chris prayed over me and ministered to me. Dr. Boone and Dr. Jackie called me and they prayed for me. And even when I wasn't on the prayer line, they were praying for me. So all of these things, I knew that I would be healed. I trusted God. I believed him. I had faith in the almighty God. So my mandate is to preach the word, to teach the word, the true word of God, to let you know that regardless of whatever you're going through, God is able. He's able to heal you. He can restore you. There's nothing that you can do that can separate you from his love. Do not turn your back on him. Don't give up on God. I don't care what's going on around you. We don't live. God is not a microwave. You just can't pop a a, bless, a prayer in, in him at night and then wake up in the morning, boom, it's ready. That's not how he operates. He want to know his timing. Your timing has to be right. Everything has to be in line and in, and in order. And if it's not happening, then take a look at yourself. Examine yourself. What are you doing? What are you not doing? Are you obedient to his word? Are you studying his word? Are you all in? Are you just holy on Sundays and on Wednesdays? What are you doing? His word is true. Whatever he says, wherever he says that it, it goes, it's already been set in stone. It's, the word is set and it will not pass away. You got to have faith in God. You got to have faith so strong. Jesus said you have to have faith as small, even if it's as small as a mustard seed. And, you, and I don't know if you've ever seen a mustard seed before, but a mustard seed is very, very tiny. It's very small. So that's a, that's a small price to ask, ask, that you would have, have faith as small and as tiny as a mustard seed. I don't care what's going on around you. You, told, you go to God with that mustard seed of faith, and you call on him, and you stand on his word. You see that new home. You see that new car. You see that job promotion. More than that, you see that you're yourself opening up your own business. Get that entrepreneur spirit. Work for yourself. Open up your business. I see landfall. I, oh, oh, my God, I see miracles, signs, and wonders. Because that's what God promised us. He promised that we would be the head and not the tail, that we would be above and not beneath. If you can believe, God can achieve it. If you can believe, God can do it. If you can believe, God can bless you. If you have the faith, God has the power to do anything. He has the power to take you higher and higher and higher. We have to know that God is who he says he is. And pray, pray all the time, not just when things are going, going wrong. When God speaks to us to reveal what He's doing, it's for a time for it's the time for us to respond. When He's about to accomplish His purpose in our life, then we know that we have to keep our heart and our mind stayed on Jesus. We have to do that. We have to ask God what is our purpose in life. We have to find out what our purpose is. We have to be rooted and grounded in the Word. God is not to be mocked. He's not to be played with. He is not a toy for you to just think that you can play around with him. It doesn't work like that. He's already at work. He's already opened up every door. He's already opened up every door that needs to be opened, and he's already closed up those doors that need to be closed. All we have to do is ask him to remove the veil off our eyes. Open up our spiritual eyes, oh God. Open up my heart and receive your word, oh God. 
can receive you, and He opens and He opens the spiritual eyes to see to see we see Him at work. We see the revelation of what He's doing in our life. Oh, hallelujah! And it's all for His glory. When He's working, we can see Him doing it in things. Have you ever just saw God just reveal Himself unto you? Lord, what are you doing? What, what, what do you want me to minister to the people? Lord, what do you want me to say? Oh, hallelujah, Father God, what, are, what do you want me to do? And all you have to do is totally rely on him, have full confidence in him and in his word, knowing that his word is true, knowing that it will not fail, knowing that God's word will not return to him void. He's not a man that shall lie, nor a son of man that has to repent. If anything, just read your scriptures, get in the word, find out what, what God wants you to do. And at the beginning of the Bible, we find him speaking to Adam and Eve in the garden. He's convert, he converses with, with Abraham and the other, um, he converses with Abraham. He spoke to the judges and the prophets. God is in Christ Jesus speaking to the disciples. He communicated with the early church and with biblical records. He came close. God spoke to John. He spoke to all his disciples. He speaks to his people. You can anticipate that he will communicate with you too. God speaks to everybody. Some people say God don't speak to them. Yes, he does. God speaks to everybody. Some people he communicates with dream in dreams, and sometimes he speaks to other, other people concerning you. Whatever it is, God speaks to you. I'm telling you, be obedient to God. Because he loves you. He will never leave nor, nor forsake you. He is with you even when you're in the lowest valley. He's with you when you're walking through the, the, shadow of, the valley of the shadow of death. God is with you. He will not allow anyone to hurt you or to harm you. He is with you. All we have to do is trust the true word of God. Amen. We really hope that you enjoyed today's message and that it was truly a blessing to your soul. We would like to thank you again for tuning in to our podcast. God bless you and have a wonderful day.